0: Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I'm your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie, and this episode is being brought to you by imthefatman.com. And that's pretty going to change pretty soon. I'm actually going to be doing a new website at some time and kind of morphing everything over. So I'll probably be changing that in the near future. So just get ready for that. Took a week off. Actually, last week was my spring break. Everybody here, and I'm in South Florida, and it seems like everybody here converged on the beach. I had to go to a meeting on the beach last weekend and couldn't even find a place to park. There were so many people. Things are starting to get warm here, and more and more people are starting to be out on the beach. So um, things are changing. Summer's coming. Things are looking alive in Florida here. So it's going to start getting It's already hot here. We only have maybe one season. We have two weeks of winter sometimes, and then we get into what I call summer. And those are the only two contrasts that we have here. But I'm not complaining. I live in paradise, and I know that a lot of you out there envy me, so I'm not complaining at all. But um, like I said, I took that week off to rejuvenate, to refresh. Sometimes you need that, and um, I'm refreshed, ready to go. Power pack May coming up, we have a lot of good guests, one of them starting off tonight. The first guest for May is Dr. Judine Benoit and we'll be talking about cavities, but before we get into that, I just wanted to read her bio real quickly and hopefully I'm pronouncing the city right? But Dr. Judine Benoit is a dentist in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. She's passionate about helping people improve their teeth and their their lives using simple natural techniques. Dr. Judine uses a blended approach to dentistry, combining information taught in the dental school and research from scientific dental journals with her love of whole food and whole person holistic thinking to get real results and great success. Dr. Judine Benoit, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for being here. Is St. Catherine's up near, um, is that near Toronto or what area is that near?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's near Niagara Falls and like an hour from Toronto.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, in my one of my past careers I had Canada as a territory and uh I was selling at the time I was selling uh electronic ticket automation for um police officers and I dealt with the Royal Mounted Canadian police and actually got a chance to travel <laughs> up to Canada on a couple of occasions, so um I know Little bit about Canada, I I should say, but um, great to have you tonight on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: The obligatory question is how did you get into dentistry? Did you fall into this? Did you come into this from some type of health crisis? Because that's usually what happens, but give us a little bit of your background and how you actually got into dentistry.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, I've wanted to be a dentist all my life, my dad is a dentist. And so I grew up saying I wanted to help people and help their help them have healthy teeth. Uh, so I went into dentistry, and everything I was like super conventional. Like, I mean, not I don't even think I even uttered the word holistic or natural or anything like that. Um, so yeah, so I went into it like from a totally conventional standpoint, but then um through a series of health problems like actually my dog i always say my dog saved my life uh, mm-hmm. because she had some some health problems and i started looking into things like why like why did she have these health problems and then i was just opened up to a whole new world of like you know food <laughs> food matters and and um yeah just just the the whole natural world was opened up to me, and then um, I had no idea that the type of dentistry that my dad was and is still doing um, and that I was exposed to every single day of my working life was different. Because I so I, and I wrote this about this in my book, but it's the very beginning of my book. So, I'll just, but I'll just say it again now that um, I was listening to like a popular health and wellness expert on um, on YouTube, and he was talking about his tooth that healed, and he didn't end up needing a filling, and the the audience went wild, and they were like cheering, and I was I was like, what like. What's odd? Like, why are they cheering so much? Like, I just had no idea that, that people didn't realize teeth can heal and, and not all cavities need to be filled, that cavities can arrest or remineralize or heal or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I did not realize people, people didn't know that. And that was something I was exposed to every single day of my life, of my working life. Uh, so so I just set out to help people become aware of that and, and to do it naturally.
0: Yeah, so you're actually talking to someone who is not aware of that. Coming from um, you know, where I came from and, and growing up, I had a lot of cavities, as I would imagine a lot of kids have, and I had no idea because I was always exposed to that drill and fill method. And I'm wondering, um, because of your dad, were you ever – Is that why you went this way or were you ever exposed in dental school to that drill and fill method and what made you um, want to start working with people without that same philosophy of getting people in, getting them x-rayed, finding out they have cavities, you drill and you fill it with amalgams. But um, what actually got you on that pathway to, uh, was it just because you were exposed to this at at a very early time in your life?
1: Um. Yeah. Like my my dad. He's conventional in very many ways, but very unconventional. I didn't even realize that he was unconventional until until like I said, like I, like I heard, you know, people talking about this and not realizing that that like I just didn't realize that every dentist dental office didn't help people um arrest their cavities cuz that's what my dad doesn't he's he you know he's from like this middle of nowhere in northern ontario canada and he just had a d- different viewpoint it's more like an old fashioned type of dentistry i say um where um you promote you promote uh cavities to arrest as opposed to the more modern approach these days tends to be like minimally invasive dentistry, which is great for some things like not everybody is into healing their teeth. So minimally invasive dentistry is great for some people um, where they get a small filling as opposed to waiting for it to become a big filling. But on the other side of things, um, you can actually heal the cavity so you don't even need a filling in the first place um so that's that's what i have been exposed to because of my dad and i just have been lucky to see that it's possible i mean we learn about it in school like it's in my dental school textbooks um i mean it's not this this weird thing like it's it's in the textbooks and we learn about arresting cavities um or remineralizing them or healing them. Dentists don't say healing them. The, the proper dental terms are arrest and remineralize. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I've been lucky to see some huge areas remineralized. My dad sees, some like, a different sort of population, like, you know, homeless people and recovering mm-hmm. drug addicts, like, all sorts of different people. And so because of that, I've been able to see that, uh, just remarkable things like the body can heal like it's really truly amazing and um so yeah like it, this isn't just like in theory for me i i've seen it and i feel very confident uh because i've seen it with my own two eyes so many times over and yeah. over and over again
0: yeah so i actually doing the research for this um just went on your website i was looking for whatever i could find on you i went to youtube a lot of different places and just reading your website i noticed that you don't do any fillings at all no amalgams at all is mm-hmm. that is that right
1: mhm yeah that's just because i'm not passionate about it like i fillings do need to be done like i'm not i'm mm-hmm. not saying that Nobody needs a filling. But what I am saying is that a lot of, not a lot, I shouldn't say a lot, but some of the fillings out there don't need to be done. Um, wow. they, can be, they can be healed. They can be remineralized. That's what I'm saying. And for the people who want to do that, not everybody, but for the people who want to, um, I want to help them do that.
0: Yeah. Now, you are obviously unconventional and your dad is obviously unconventional and when people are unconventional there tends to be <clears throat> excuse me there tends to be some sort of backlash have you received any backlash from the what I would call the drill and fill dental community
1: uh yeah <laughs> like several years ago i I mean, and this is—it's partly me. It's been a whole learning experience for me as well, like even emotionally. Um, But yeah, a few years ago, I came out—you know, like mouthy and sassy, and I was—you know—I was different. I mean, I was kind of mouthy and sassy. I'm not even like that anymore. But um, yeah, so like. This convention or sorry, this controversial blog post came out, and, and I was talking about minimally invasive dentistry, and it, yeah, it got some dentists real upset. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It was a great learning opportunity for me because I, yeah, I learned a lot. And actually, it was before I wrote my book, and what they were saying to me, like you know, the the questions that they were saying, I was like, Oh, that's a great thing. I'm gonna write about that. I'm gonna find the research for that and put it in my book. <laughs> so it was a good learning experience. But I haven't really had much backlash since. Like, I I I do have the attitude now where it's like, uh, you know, they're not they're not bad and mm-hmm. I'm not bad I'm not right, they're not wrong. Like there's there's many right ways to approach this, and people have to find the right way for for them. For for some people, like I've even told some people, um, you know what this cavity? I've even told some people, like you have an arrested cavity in your mouth. Like you do not need a filling um, for this cavity. And they're like, you know what? I just want to get it filled. I, I don't even want to think about. How, I just just fill it. I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and not everyone not everyone is into it. So this there's a lid for
0: every pot. Yeah. I wanted to get into that terminology of, um, arrested and I believe it's active a little bit later on, but I wanted to kind of go back to the foundation because when I was in grade school, you know, we always had the, the day when we would come in and they would have the dentist in and the dentist would see us or visit our classroom and they would give out the little toothbrushes. They would always give us a little tube of Crest toothpaste And then they would give us these little tablets that you would put in your mouth and you would chew them up and they were supposed to tell you where the plaque is in your mouth. But now it seems like things are changing. We were always uh, brought up to um, use the toothpaste, to use Crest. And what you're seeing now is even when I talk to some of our friends, a lot of people are discovering things like coconut oil. Um, I brush my teeth with soap. I quit actually brushing my teeth with toothpaste just simply because when I used to do that, I would have this film on my teeth and it just never felt like my teeth were clean. It just was this was just gritty film. So I'm wondering to start off the, to even prevent cavities. Um, what are your opinions about oil pulling? Uh, what are your opinions about using something like a Sonicare toothbrush versus a conventional toothbrush uh, and I'll think of something else to ask you, but I wanted to get to those two questions first.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think those things that you mentioned are great. They're they're great options. You don't have to do oil pulling. You don't have to use certain types of toothbrushes, but a lot of people have great success with oil pulling and uh, have great success with certain types of toothbrushes, certain types of toothpaste. Uh, so if it's working, it then then go for it. Uh, but part of, I mean a major thing that I talk about is preventing cavities is can be looked at in two, two steps. So the inside factors and the outside factors. So things that affect teeth from the inside and things that affect teeth from the outside. And um, yeah, like brushing your teeth with whatever you're brushing with, whatever kind of toothpaste, whatever kind of toothbrush, um, using mouthwashes of any sort, oil pulling, all these things affect teeth from the outside. and uh, that's an important aspect to deal with. I do think that people people don't really focus so much on the inside aspect. It's kind of like this forgotten forgotten, hugely important aspect, which I like to I like to focus on. That's more of my passion. Um, a lot of people ask me about oil pulling, like all the time I get asked about oil pulling. I don't know of, I don't even know if there exists, like the research out there on it. Um, the research that I do know is that like coconut oil has been shown to reduce levels of streptococcus mutans, which is the... The, the bacteria that's associated with causing cavities so certainly having coconut oil spend some time in your mouth is is going to be good for that aspect
0: yeah I, I mean I do it every morning and I'm noticing you know the effects of my teeth are, are wider my mouth just feels uh, better and for the audience out there I don't brush my teeth with regular soap I brush it with Castile soap and it was something I read in a book not not long ago so don't go out there and get a a bar of shield soap and brush (laughs) your teeth with it it has to be the steel soap um speaking about the outside of the tooth the inside of the tooth and how things get started when it comes to our enamel obviously the tube has to be breaking down broken down on the outside first through through the the enamel one of the things that comes up um people who drink coffee um i've been Uh, Chastise on Facebook for saying I normally drink uh, water with lemon in lemon in it in the mornings And one of the things that someone came to me was is that the lemon can start breaking down your enamel Which I haven't found and I've been doing this for years, but what are your? um, Opinions on things like coffee things like uh, lemon putting lemon in water or just what i would call acidic foods and how how do they break down the enamel on the tooth mm. um
1: yeah so where I, I do want to go back to so i do want to um after i talk about the, the acidity i want to just mention that it's not the the first thing that happens when when mm-hmm. it you get a cavity the the outside is not the first thing that happens So i'll get back to that but okay um in terms of in terms of the acidity of foods yes that's definitely important so um whenever teeth are in an environment that's acidic so under ph7 ph7 is neutral so anything below that is acidic there's going to be demineralization occurring so the removal of minerals from the tooth which is not what you want we want remineralization the putting minerals back into the tooth that can't happen um in acidic mouths so um yeah people always they always want to know like is lemon water acidic or is my favorite beverage or food acidic and the best way to know is to test your mouth everybody responds differently so you can test, like, certainly lemons are acidic or whatever, food or drink. Like, you can test the actual food or drink, um, and it'll be acidic. But how it behaves inside someone's mouth is going to vary drastically from person to person. Like, everybody has different buffering abilities of their saliva. So, like, the ability of their saliva to neutralize an acid. Um, so all you got to do is just check your mouth. So after you drink lemon water... Or something acidic just you could just check your mouth ph you can buy ph paper Mm -hmm. and uh check your mouth ph and for some people it is going to be acidic and and that that is correct like um drinking lemon water can be demineralizing to to some people's mouths if it's if it's going to remain acidic in their mouth then um they don't have to stop drinking it but they just have to do something to neutralize their mouth. I say, it like, manually neutralize their mouth. So you could drink, you know, water or something like alkaline, like some sort of green, like chlorophyll drops or something like that that's alkaline to neutralize their mouth after they drink, like, their healthy, acidic drink. Does that make and- sense?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what you're saying is it's a thing where it's an individual thing. And like I said, I've been doing this for years and haven't really noticed any any effects. I just got my teeth checked not long ago when I didn't have any cavities. And uh, speaking of, of cavities and, and going back, as an adult, it seems like I've gotten better. Like when I go to get a checkup, there are no cavities. But as a yeah. child, I had more cavities than not. And I'm wondering, as we get older, is, there, um, is it less likely that we'll get cavities than when we we're younger? Is it just a difference when we we're younger versus we're older or you get cavities? Or have you seen in your practice and people that you're working with that cavities come at, at any age?
1: Oh, cavities can definitely come to to some unlucky adults, for sure. Uh, but you're right. Children are more susceptible to cavities. Um, and, yeah, that 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 is correct. Oh, and I also wanted to talk about, like, the, the inside factors. So when you say that you're no longer getting cavities, that could be, um, yes, just because, like, adults don't get as many cavities as children, but it could also be because your health has improved as well. So cavities – Cavities are caused by the bacteria that are associated with cavities, like I mentioned, streptococcus mutans mm-hmm. plus a susceptible tooth. So that and that's straight from my dental school textbook and that's what that's a huge thing that most people don't realize. So they just focus on brushing their teeth and and, even, you know, dentists and hygienists promote it. Like, they, they say, oh, if you're going to eat something sugary, just brush your teeth after. But they're forgetting about that critical other half of the equation. So the, the cavity-causing bacteria plus a susceptible tooth equals a cavity. So you can have lots of the cavity-causing bacteria, but if you don't have a susceptible tooth, you're not going to get a cavity. And it's like... If you're on an airplane and someone sneezes, a whole bunch of people are exposed to the the bacteria or the virus, but only some people are going to get sick. So it's the same, like, you know, many people are exposed to the virus or bacteria, but the susceptible individuals are the ones that get sick, and it's the same with our teeth.
0: How important is it for our, our gum health? Does our gum health have anything to do with the susceptibility to cavities?
1: gum health Hmm, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting question well i would say yes in that it is all there's like a systemic component to cavities and to gum disease so so yes like if you're having um you know systemic inflammation and it's it's causing problems like you know, whatever problems in inflammation can cause in the rest of your body, and also gum disease, mm-hmm. then yes, that that's going to be a more susceptible individual to any problem, including cavities, as well. How? Because,
0: yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, because of the systemic component, that's what I love. That's what I love bringing to awareness um, for people is that that teeth and our gums and our mouth, everything in our mouth is very closely linked with our systemic health. Like, there's literally blood inside our teeth. Like, people tend to think of teeth as these solid blocks that are separate, kind of separate from our body, and they're totally not. There's literally blood. Like, if you drill through a tooth, it starts bleeding, if there's blood inside teeth, so they're very closely linked with the rest of our body. So anything that's off or not ideal in the body is going to affect our teeth as well.
0: Yeah, I believe that. I listened to an interview, I think it was like two years ago, and I um, can't remember who the uh, the person was that was speaking, but they were saying that um, they were working with people with just Uh, infections under the gum or under the tooth and those infections were linked to uh, conditions like cancer and if they were able to clear up those conditions under the tooth then the the people were less likely to have any any type of uh, illness uh, outside of that so I I, I believe that wholeheartedly Um, getting back to talking about cavities, the inside, the outside of the tooth. And you mentioned some terminology, and I know that the audience is, is wondering what you mean by arrested and active. So talk a little bit about those terms and and give us a, a, a definition so, we, so the audience can understand that.
1: Okay, sure. So a cavity is not necessarily bad. A cavity can be, and everybody thinks, when they think of a cavity, they're like, oh, bad. But a cavity is either active in which case yes it's bad because an active cavity is progressing and continual demineralization or the removal of minerals from the tooth is happening that cavity is growing it's yeah so that's an active cavity cavities can also be arrested and an arrested cavity is not a problem at all it does not need a filling never ever an arrested an arrested cavity never, ever needs a filling. It is what people call a healed cavity. Like I said, that's not a proper dental term, but that's essentially what it means, a healed cavity, an arrested cavity. So it's, it's rock hard. It's not soft. It's not progressing. Um, and it's, it's um, as equal or even less Likely uh, to become a ca- another cavity as the rest of our teeth. So, so like it's even more resistant to further decay. So mm-hmm. it's a really great thing. Arrested cavities or arrested decay. It's a really awesome, awesome thing. And um, yeah. So another thing I just want to clarify. A lot of people think like when a a, a tooth heals. Or arrests a cavity arrest. They think that the tooth grows back, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't need to. Like it doesn't. It really doesn't need to. Like I see it all the time. People come in and they're like, I'm really working on on remineralizing my cavity, and it's just not working. And I'm like, you know what? It, it is. Like it's rock hard. It's it's healed. Like celebrate. And they're like, what? They don't understand because they think that the tooth grows back, but it does not grow back. So I say it's like it's like a finger. So let's just say you accidentally cut your fingertip off. When your finger heals, the skin grows back. It's not bleeding. It's not at risk. It's not going to get infected. It's it's functioning like normal. Uh, but the fingertip does not grow back. Mm-hmm. That's a healed finger, and it's functioning, and you know, but it's it's doing well. And that's the same with the cavity.
0: Yeah, that's understandable. Um, Dr. Benoit, I'm going to ask you this. (laughs) Um, How do we know that? How how are we supposed to know if it's arrested or active, especially when you're at the dentist and they come to you with this x-ray? Because, I I mean, I've been in the dentist and they've actually... uh, uh, Put my X rays up there on the uh, I don't know what they call it. What you can see it there, and mm-hmm. I don't know what's active. I don't know what arrested, but I know that it is coming and said, "Hey, you have two cavities and we need to fill them." Um, mm. Should we? Should we? Just take some time off when they come to us. So my dentist comes to me and says, "Hey, we need to fill this." I, should I say, "You know what? Let me wait two or three months and then come back and do another mm. X, another X ray." How do How do I know? You got it. And, Yeah, and how much is this based upon perception? Because I'll be honest with you, I have a bad taste in my mouth for dentists because I went to a dentist um, that I've been going to for a number of years, and they changed it to more like corporate dentistry. And and I went and they told me that I needed $2,000 worth of work. And when I went to a friend of mine who happens to be a dentist, she told me that I didn't need to do any of that. And Mm. basically she brought me in, she cleaned my teeth and said, you know, everything looks good to me, and she's a dentist. So I'm just wondering for those people out there, how I mean, how can we kind of safeguard ourselves to where we're not putting money out, hooping money out of the window as what my mom used to say, (laughs) and and kind of protect ourselves or become an educated educated patient, educated consumer. And I know that's a lot, but you can kind of break that up as, as, as much as you want. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, I want people to realize that a diagnosis from a dentist or a medical doctor or a naturopathic doctor or anyone, a diagnosis is not black and white. There is a lot of thought that goes into it. Well, hopefully a lot of thought. <laughs> but there's there's there is an opinion that goes with it. It's not when someone makes a diagnosis, it is not like a cookbook like step by step like check out like this is this is the answer and this is the only answer. A diagnosis does carry with it a heavy amount of of opinion and thought from the person making the diagnosis. And diagnosing cavities is not simple. There's a lot of Thought that needs to go into it often, you know. Like sometimes it's 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 a simple, but really there there is a lot of thought that should go into it. It's not like this simple thing. So um, I do encourage people to get second opinions. Um, that's like even I don't know, I'm sure in the states it's the same. Uh, and the Canadian Dental Association does support people, like, encourage people to get second opinions uh, because if you don't feel comfortable, then you you shouldn't proceed. You should, you know, get a second opinion. So I just want to say that. And then also when it comes to diagnosing cavities, um, in an X, so an X-ray will not show the, any difference between an active cavity and an arrested cavity. So this is where it becomes... You know, there's a lot of thought that has to go into this. And um, sometimes just this this day, like today, this day and age, people are not so focused on it, in my opinion. But, but um, the proper way to diagnose a cavity, right, this is straight from my dental school textbook, Mm -hmm. When an x-ray or when a cavity is seen in an x-ray, like I'm talking a little cavity is caught, you know, I'm not talking like someone is gone for 30 years and then there's half their tooth is gone or whatever. I'm talking normal, like routine dentistry. When a cavity is seen in an x-ray, the next step, according to my dental school textbook, is that it should be tried to be remineralized for three months. And then reassessed, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I recommend to people who are interested in remineralizing their their cavities. If they're not, if you know what, if they're like, um, this is just not the right time in my life. I'm too busy. Blah blah blah. Then get it filled. But if you're interested in remineralizing your cavities, then uh, and there there is a cavity that's seen in an X-ray. There is no way to tell whether that is. Arrested and not progressing or if it is active except through monitoring it. So, so, so if there's a little cavity, what you do is you say, I want to work at remineralizing it and then you go home and you do all the stuff like internal and external techniques for remineralizing and then in three months' time you have it reassessed um, usually through more X-rays, which is which sucks to have more radiation. There, there is um, a really cool like scanner out there now, which is not that it's not in very many dental offices. But there is, there is, the technology is coming uh, for alternatives to to X-rays. But most dental offices, it's it's an X-ray that you're gonna have to have mm. to reassess it, and if it has grown, then it's. It's progressing, and that's not good. It's not arrested. And then you can, you know, think about it. If, you, if it's um, at low risk of causing any problems, then you might say, okay, I want to work at remineralizing it again for three months. Mm-hmm. If it's a bigger cavity and there's risk of it causing issues, then you might say, okay, I want to just get this filled now. If the cavity has not grown in size, then then you can celebrate and it's, it's either arrested, or it's a very slowly moving cavity, um, and then it should always have it should always be monitored to make sure it doesn't get out of control and grow and do something bad. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the approach that I recommend for um, dealing with cavities that are seen only in X-rays.
0: Yeah, and uh, I see someone, some people in the switchboard. If you have a question, just hit one on your keypad, and I'll bring you on if you have a question for a Dr. Judene. Um Talking about that, I'm thinking while you're answering the question, um, a thought came to my head that conventional doctors, they won't even know about this. So I'm wondering if it's more important for me to go to a holistic dentist than to a conventional doctor because if I go to my a conventional doctor and I'm like oh I want to chill out and wait for three months to rementalize this they're going to look at me like I'm a nutcase. <laughs> so <I don't> <laughs> I'm wondering if that's if it's advantageous for me to seek out a holistic dentist versus the conventional uh, dentist. What what are your thoughts on that? It de-
1: it all depends on the dentist
0: yeah. because
1: I know some people who have have you know, come to me or, or talk to me, and they say they've been to holistic dentists who who are, like, totally not into um, arrested decay or they're not interested in helping people remineralize their teeth, and some are. And then also some conventional dentists, like, some people tell me, they're like, you know what, my conventional dentist, he or she does not um, over-treat. They're really into... Um, you know, monitoring these cavities, and uh, um, so, you know, it it, de- it really depends, but yeah, like, very often these days, you're going to have the dentist and the hygienist look at you like you're crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, honestly, that's why, when I wrote my book, I made sure I put so much documenting um, from my dental school textbooks, like, this stuff is not weird, it's, it's, Straight from dental school textbooks. What can be considered weird, which, I mean, I don't think it's weird, I'm sure you don't, but some people can consider it weird, which is not in the dental school textbooks, is, like, how to go about remineralizing your cavities. Like, I mean, most dentists talk about fluoride, right? Mm -hmm. Most dentists and hygienists talk about fluoride. So, you know, we talk about alternatives to fluoride, like natural techniques. So that stuff is not in dental school textbooks, but um, but the actual concept of it is absolutely a conventional uh, idea, a conventional concept.
0: Yeah, let's let's actually get into that because I, that was going to be my next question about how to remineralize. Because when you're talking about uh, remineralization, it's like, okay, how do I do this? And um, well, take that first, and then I have I have another question for you after that. But how do you actually start that remineralization process?
1: Okay. Well, that's like the, the inside and the outside approach. So that's that's what, like there's so many different things you can do. Um, and the more you do, the better. So the more um, external things that you do, like checking your pH, making sure that you're not going around all day with an acidic mouth, keeping your teeth clean, like everybody's really good at doing that these days everyone generally keeps their teeth clean Um, but there's other things you can do you know like oral probiotics things like that Um, so oh and then making sure your saliva is plentiful because saliva is very beneficial and um, yeah so those are external things that you can do and then the internal things that's all the stuff systemically that that you can do i mean just generally speaking just making sure that you're in good health um and then more specifically speaking like um like making sure you have enough antioxidants in your body um minerals like having balanced minerals and um yeah not having deficiencies
0: I was going to ask you about that because you and I have a mutual friend and mm-hmm. I know that this mutual friend is really into the hair analysis and checking your mineral and vitamin levels. Um, so that's really important as well to make sure that you have the right amount of nutrients in your body. Because what I'm understanding from this interview is that your mouth, your teeth are just a reflection of kind of what's going on within your body. Is that correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say that teeth are a great opportunity to to see what's going on in your body. Like if if you're having dental problems, cavities are, are not just the only thing. Especially like we said adults don't get a lot of cavities, but they do get a lot of other problems. Like there's gum disease and there's there's crack cracking teeth, like chipped teeth, cracks teeth, um teeth that uh, like pulpitis, which is inflammation of the pulp, which you, you need a root canal for or an extraction, um, these are all problems that can be seen in the mouth, and it's an opportunity to, to know that there's something systemically off, and um, you know, you, you our bodies give us the opportunity to to fix it before some i mean as much as it sucks that it's a tooth that you need a filling for or whatever you have a problem with but at least it's a tooth and not not an organ but it it is showing that there is systemic issues when you have dental problems
0: yeah um i had dr kayla kayla t daniel on the show maybe i think that was last year towards the end of last year And uh, we were talking about uh, fermented cod liver oil. And uh, I know that that's one of the things that is recommended a lot of times to help with mineral content. How important is that when it comes to your teeth? Is that something that you have to have? Um, Can you skip the fermented cod liver oil or is it beneficial? What what is your, uh, your view on that?
1: Oh yeah, a lot of people have great success with fermented cod liver oil, um, I, I don't, I'm not like a, a stickler on it being like a specific type of cod liver oil, but a lot of people are deficient in vitamin A, and cod liver oil is is going to be good for providing that. So yeah, deficiency in vitamin A is going to lead to dental problems, and uh, yeah, cod liver oil is a great a great way to get that.
0: Yeah. How far how far can we get can we let this thing go before uh let's say you, you get a cavity it becomes um active and how far can you let it go active before you give up hope and say I can never get this arrested again
1: That's a great question. And that um it depends on the tooth or the cavity size and the cavity location. In my book, I have this like this chart that you give certain like it gives certain points to um, you know like is the cavity in between your teeth? Is the cavity on the top of the biting surface? Like it depends on where the cavity is located and, and the size of it. So just generally speaking, the bigger the cavity, the more difficult it is to remineralize and also the less access to saliva the more challenging to remineralize so the most difficult cavity there is which i would say you know people should just get a filling for like i hate saying anything's impossible but this is this is probably the closest thing to it would be a very large cavity that has no access to the saliva it's like strictly between the teeth so that would be a very challenging one, but um, but very large cavities that have access to saliva can be remineralized, and that's what I mean by like I've I've seen that, and I feel very fortunate to be able to have seen that because um, not not every office has people with that in their mouth to see like completely arrested cavities that are huge. Um, that is possible. But at the same time, I don't want to give people false hope. Like, you got to take care of, you know, you've got to make sure you're not um, putting your teeth at risk as well. So, ideally, cavities should be monitored um, to make sure that you're not running into any problems.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to get to, uh, to really two more questions. And um, doing this process. And I know when I was a kid growing up, it seems like I put my mom through hell because <laughs> you are, I have a sister as well. And uh, I think we pretty much put up my mom through hell because every time we went to the dentist, we had cavities to fill. And I know that there's a lot of parents who would probably be listening to the show. Um, and you've given some good points, but when it comes to kids, How concerned should a parent be, you know, when you go in there and the dentist is coming to you and saying, hey, well, we found, you know, Jimmy has four cavities in his mouth and they're going to want to uh, obviously fill those. Um, What should a parent do? I know we talked about maybe waiting two or three months, but a lot of times when parents tend to get nervous and uptight um, what would be your strategy for a parent who's out there who may have a kid and they go into the dentist and they find out that their kid has three to four cavities? What real-life scenario, what what would you offer them to do?
1: Uh, well, it depends on if the cavities are on adult teeth or baby teeth. So if the cavities are on baby teeth, then sometimes those are actually great teeth to work at remineralizing and and getting the, the child into a more healthy state internally and externally so that they don't get cavities on their adult teeth. So sometimes um, baby teeth are great teeth to work with because you can be a little bit more risky with them. Like if the cavity like, medium-sized or whatever, like, you know, you might be more likely, especially if the child is older, the tooth's gonna to fall out soon, so you know you're more likely to to have to be okay with some risk there, the risk of of trying to remineralize it. Um, whereas if if the cavity's on an adult tooth, then I don't recommend being risky at all because that's yeah that those teeth are gonna be in the kid's mouth for the rest of their lives, and uh, you know you don't want them to have. Large fillings, or or even root canals, or anything like that. Like if if they do have cavities on adult teeth, um, I usually recommend that if they're really really small, then certainly work at remineralizing them, and and that's no problem. But if they if they're not able to remineralize them, then I say to just get them filled, and then still focus on remineralizing so that they prevent further cavities in the future
0: yeah um, the last question I have for you, and it is because i'm I'm kind of a nerd, so I had to ask you this but, um <laughs> uh I met, went on your website and just doing some research for the show, and I was reading up on the uh matrix the matrix metal metalloprotonase, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh it seems like when I was reading up on that, it seemed like it was both helpful and harmful at the same time, and I was wondering if that's a fair assessment. And can you explain that a little bit for the audience? Because I know it's like when you throw out these words, and they seem like they have too many consonants and vowels behind them, people get a little bit confused. <laughs> but explain what the what the matrix metalloproteinase is. And again, it seemed as though that it was helpful, but in uh, large amounts, it could be harmful to the teeth as well when it came to cavity. So I wanted to ask that question.
1: Mm. Okay. Um, well. Matrix proteinases, um yes, you're right. Like like anything it, it, in the body needs to be in balance because so many things, like too much of it can be a bad thing. So I always – okay, so this is my analogy. You have a beautiful garden, and um, the gardener goes through and picks off the dead flowers so that the – you know, the, the fresh flowers can be, um, can bloom, and the, you know, plick, plucking off the, the dead flowers or the, the weeds and everything, like, that's a very important function to keep the garden in bloom and looking beautiful and healthy, but, so, so that's, like, the matrix metalloproteinases in teeth and anywhere in the body, like, they're found throughout the body, um, mm-hmm. but, in teeth as well, and they're responsible for going around and, and, and um, like, pruning the dead parts of the teeth, like, getting rid of them. Um, so that is good. Like, so let's just say you have you have some damage that occurs in a tooth because of, you know, a cavity was trying to start or whatever. So that damage needs to be plucked away and, and cleaned up so that the tooth can be functioning in a healthy way. But now let's just say that the gardener has had a little too much to drink or is boss of the way or whatever and he just starts pruning not only the dead flowers but he starts pruning the live flowers and and the, the plants and the shrubs and soon the whole garden is destroyed. So what started as a healthy practice, you know, a healthy act, actually ended up destroying the whole garden. And that's the same with matrix metalloproteinases. Um, if they, if there's too much of them, and or not enough MMP inhibitors, matrix metalloproteinase inhibitors, then then there's going to be damage that occurs. So instead of just plucking off the dead parts, the live parts, the healthy parts of the tooth are going to be destroyed as well. And that's where antioxidants come into play. Um, Like I mentioned at the beginning, um, antioxidants are important for cavity prevention because um, free radicals, Will increase the matrix metalloproteinases, and antioxidants will behave like inhibitors of these MMPs. So, um, so that's that's an important systemic component to cavities that a lot of people don't realize.
0: Yeah, you know what? It sounds very. It sounds eerily similar to uh, autoimmunity when, like, the body attacks itself, but it's from the position of the uh, MMPs. But it kind of sounds like mm. a way to explain it. It sounds a little bit of like like autoimmunity when the body totally directly, yeah yeah attacking itself. But um.
1: Yeah, you know what's interesting? They used to think that it was bacterial MMPs that were yeah. causing problems, like. Like gum disease and, and cavities, and they realize that it's the the own body's MMPs. So it's it's it. it you're right. It is like the body's destroying itself.
0: Mm. Yeah, it sounds the, the body's crazy and everything that's that's going on. But um, you've given me a lot to think about, especially if I go back to the dentist and they tell me that I have a cavity, which I haven't had any. So let me knock on wood here. If anybody can hear that. But it's um, a lot for other people to think about as well because I know a lot of times when you send in the, uh, the chair, when you're in the dentist's chair and they diagnose you with cavities, the first thing we want to do is set up that next appointment so we can go in and get them uh, you know, get them to go in there and, and fill them. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of, um, you know, something to think about. Um, actually, one more question because I know that someone's going to come back and ask this um diet um what is the optimal diet because i've listened to podcasts even before i had one and one of the things that stuck out with me was people who had been on a vegetarian diet they were talking about the amount of cavities that they had so um nothing against my vegans out there i love you all whatever you eat is fine with me but (laughs) is there some type of optimal diet that you want to be on when it comes to uh, just looking out for your teeth and making sure that you're going to kind of guard against cavities.
1: Hmm. I don't actually promote one particular diet. I don't. I'm not the type of person that's like you must do this or or you can't do this. Like I've I've truly seen people on a whole bunch of different diets have healthy teeth or um, arrest cavities. Like I said, I've seen homeless people. I mean, I don't know what they're eating, but they're not taking, like, you know, fancy supplements. Like, you don't have to do anything. But mm-hmm. what you do have to do is make sure that your systemic health is, is good. So everyone's different. I mean, people. some people will thrive on a certain diet than others, and you've got to find what, what you thrive on, and that's what's going to be best for your teeth.
0: Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> agree with you there. I'm like you're in Canada. We need more dentists like you here in uh in the States.
1: <laughs> but
0: I don't know I don't know how much how people here would you know would react to that. But um you're definitely doing something that's that's very unique and like I said I wish that more dentists would catch on to, to this concept of having people to rementalize their cavity cavities instead of the, the drill and fill method that's that's actually going on. Um, I didn't want to keep you more than an hour. I never keep any of my guests more than an hour because I know we all have lives. but is there anything else that you you'd like to add before you before I let you go?
1: Uh, oh, just just like a quick thing about just I see it so often that people get so stressed out from from their cavities or like if their kids have cavities um and I always encourage people not to be stressed out about it and to and to have fun with it because <laughs> stress will actually increase um, their their cortisol, which has been shown to increase cavities as well. So it's it's really yeah just just have fun with it and and um, it's yeah it's it's not doesn't have to be a scary thing.
0: Yeah. Everybody's so filled with fear these days. Like I know a lot of mm-hmm. people who are afraid to go to the dentist and I think that that makes you susceptible to everything because everything is fear based now. It's like, Hey, don't eat this. You can't eat that. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't think about this. You can't, you know, it's, it's, it's weird, but we don't realize how much we're making ourselves vulnerable when we're so afraid of everything. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. walking around on eggshells, but, um, you are also available for consultations. I, I looked on your website and, mm-hmm. and saw that. And, and give us your website. I have it on the um, show notes for those of you out there who are listening to go to her website. But give us your website real quick for the listeners out there who might be listening through iTunes or Stitcher.
1: Okay. It's Judene, D-D-S. So Judene is my first name, J-U-D-E-N-E, and then D-D-S, like the, de- like the dentist
0: thing. Um, dot com Okay. And then your book is called um oh, wow, How to
1: stop on. cavities.
0: <laughs> yeah, how to <laughs> stop cavities available on Amazon, right? Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. All right. Well, Dr. Judine, thank you so much for uh being on and this says um you know, out of all my shows, I don't really get a chance to talk about a lot of this, and I know that's important especially as your oral health and how it kind of dictates uh, how it uh actually manifest in the mouth a lot of people think that your mouth is just so separate and have no idea that what's going on in your body is an indication of what's going on in your mouth but um thank you again for for being on this was a very uh thought-provoking show for me personally <laughs> so i don't huh. know about the audience out there but i know for me i like learning new things and uh this was something that i i don't get to talk about often so again thanks for thanks for your time tonight
1: Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, enjoy your night. Okay, you too.
1: Okay, bye bye.
0: Thanks. Bye bye. All right, like I said, very thought-provoking show for me. Um, I know a lot of times, dentists is one of the things that we dread going to. Um, I love going to the dentist personally to get my teeth cleaned, but um, maybe some of you out there who. You haven't been to the dentist in a while and you might have cavities. This is something for you to think about before you actually go about uh, filling those cavities. You may want to wait. And like she said, with your kids as well, you may want to wait. You know, a lot of times um, waiting can be the difference between spending uh, more money and giving that over to the dentist or keeping some money for yourself and just doing things naturally. And I'm a big advocate of doing things naturally. Uh, Wednesday's show is going to be with Dr. Scott Whitaker, who is a naturopathic doctor and the title of his book is called medicine. So we'll be here. Same fat time, same fat channel. Thanks for listening. Peace and love y'all. Good night.